Hello. Hello. You didn't wait for me. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the cheese. Tea. Oh, yeah, the yeah. cheese. It's our cheese bag episode. Yes, it's our cheese bag episode, our um, mail of the bag episode. Yeah, it's- everybody requested multiple times. There were so many people that donated yeah. that asked if they could buy us cheese, yeah. which I think is mostly due to your influence, honestly. Yeah. But well, I also deeply enjoy cheese. Oh, I could eat cheese every single meal. Mm-hmm. And I think my, yeah, yeah, I think my body reflects that right now. <laughs> like, I will say I, um, yeah, I, I eat cheese pretty much uh, as much as I can. It's your winter body. Yeah. You can do anything with your winter Fuck body. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have posted, uh, it's going to be on our Instagram, mm-hmm. uh, the Tea Chicago, our cheeses that we have. So uh, you can check it uh, and then. Uh, get situated, get home. We have a nice uh, Sauvignon Blanc uh, here. Uh, mm-hmm. You can you can um, cheese along with us while we answer these questions. You can drink the wine we're drinking. You can eat the cheese we're eating as we eat it. Yeah. It's a truly immersive, interactive experience. We got some Triscuits here, uh, some some pretzel crisp. It's yeah. gonna, I hope you like ASMR because it's going to be a very crunchy, very <laughs> smacky episode. If you were one of the people turned off by that, now it's time to go fuck yourself. Yeah, we do have them in a bowl because we can't be trusted with plastic yeah. bags. So yeah. we're trying for you. We really just want to be good for you. Do you want to get started with this one? I want to eat the cheese yeah, immediately. Let's eat the yeah. Cheese. Okay. So what do we got? We have. Uh, you you read it. Ooh. Oh yeah. We've this is uh, Barber's 1833 vintage cheddar. Okay, I love a vintage cheddar. I know you put this first. I spicy think spicy vintage or uh, not spicy, but like sharp. Mm-hmm. I would say mm-hmm. vintage an, cheddar when it gets a little cheddar. crystallized at the yeah, end. Yeah, the salt crystals. This is a white cheddar. It's a large block of cheese. Yeah, it is. It doesn't taste like much. Well, I don't love it. <laughs> We're starting not, off strong. I mean, you know, I don't like it because it's not, um, it's not sharp enough for me. It's kind of buttery though. I'm enjoying it. It is good. I also like how big of a buttery. block we cut. It's because Trey cut this block. It's buttery, but it's not my... Can we put them back here? Is that weird? No, I think it's fine. Okay. I trust you. This is a camaraderie. <laughs> the it's cheesiness. not good, but it's not bad. Mm-hmm. It's got the bitterness I don't love. I feel like I we like would need like some sort of sweet thing on top of this to make it worthwhile. Do we have honey in this establishment? I want honey. Or like an apple situation? Mm-hmm. We did not plan properly. <laughs> Uh, 170 to... something episodes in or no how many Se- have, no yeah, 70. 70 not 100 <laughs> yeah 70 how many have you in. been doing <laughs> right um yeah i feel like we wanted the trueness of the cheese to come through um all right shall we jump in i think we should this is a good first question i thought mm. to start with okay go it. for it um how did the podcast get started mm. um and this is from nora pinephrin from columbus hey from columbus um so trey had the initial impulse but it started out as a panel discussion at the center on halstead and it was meant to be sort of like a community moment where drag performers could be there out of drag just with the community and answer questions about themselves in a way that wasn't i feel like so many interviews with drag queens are about like selling the brand or selling yourself to someone 
And this was more for like queer. This is going to be a really juicy episode. I'm like spitting on the microphones. <laughs> I feel like this was supposed to be for to have an actual discussion about like what being queer is like in the world and specifically what like being a queer performer is like. Yeah. And for as much content as there is out there, I mean, I've always favored like with Roscoe's and everything too. like I've always favored just drag queens talking bare bones because mm-hmm. I think people jump to the end too quickly and want right. to go, are you a top or a bottom? Talk <laughs> about the dirt. And like. That's not as interesting to me as like hearing two people who don't necessarily necessarily know each other like guest stars, having mm-hmm. them find a common balance or disagree yeah. or agree. Like I, I do think that just at its simplest form that drag queens are entertaining. And mm-hmm. I think that that is what a lot of queer and drag entertainment forget so often because they want all the bells and whistles and the drama and everything. Queer people are interesting. Drag queens are interesting. Right. And I think, yeah. But we have to give it up to Trey because Mm -hmm. it was completely Trey's idea. Yeah, it was. It's true. And when we first started, it was all about having like as diverse a group of people as possible. Yeah. Our first panel was you and me as like co-moderators on the end of that one long like last supper table. And then it was Bambi Banks, Lucy Stuhl, Kat, Sass, Tenderoni? No. Wow. Roni wasn't there. First one was Bambi and Alexis. Bambi and Alexis. Alexis. The second one was Cat uh, Lucy Tender. Cat Lucy so Tender the first were the second. One, and then it was like two yeah. or three months later, we did the second one. Yeah. And we're like, maybe this should be a thing. Right. And we recorded it. I want to move to the next cheese real quick. We can move to the next cheese. We just say it out loud. Yeah, I will. I, I like that you're making it. me read the, all of them because some of them are French. Her face towards you. Emmy. Oh, that's true. Well, not all of them. Emmy Le, le Maréchal. Yeah, raw milk aged 60 days or more. Aged 60 days, that's my mm, shit. Aged cheese, just okay. like us. Um, yeah, but it was, um, those first two more, were, this is good? Yeah, this is better. Yeah, it's, it's more, sharper. Yeah, it's more. I just like stinkier too. Mm-hmm. I don't like a full stink. I like a mild stink. <laughs> well, get ready for when we're getting in the middle and we've got all the blue cheeses. We're just going to smell terrible at everything tonight. Um, um, but the first two were at Center and Halstead, recorded sort of like, really tinny but you could hear the audience which was nice and we were actually in the same room which sometimes I miss but also in a way I feel more like we're more intimate with the audience this way because we're like in your ear you know yeah we can get deeper with people Mm -hmm. which I like yeah I agree it feels less like you're performing on a stage and more like you're just chatting with your friends in the living room and like full props to Trey because he like put the Mm -hmm. whole thing together Mm -hmm. and it was his idea and like I will also say because people don't like asked about like our relationship yeah and like we weren't like we didn't really have one yeah we had like a friendship but it wasn't I it was it like a Trey. gentle acquaintanceship yeah and it, it's weird because i think people hear us and uh, i i don't know i feel like i yeah. don't want to say that we're not <laughs> bffs i don't want to say that mm-hmm. but we're you know yeah. we're colleagues we're colleagues we're extra and friendly we colleagues knew each other from working together yeah but i think we both knew that it was that we should have that we should be doing this together. Yeah, and it like felt- it was the balance made sense. Mm-hmm. And I think from like the beginning, it was just an obvious. You bring one thing, I bring another. Yeah, and we're both excited to deep dive into drag queens. It's about a complimentary relationship. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, should we move to the next question? Since we've moved to the next cheese. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, the question is, what episodes would you like to recommend to new listeners? I start them with Abhijit and Abhoras. That was a wild episode. <laughs> this is from uh, Miranda from Chicago. Who we love. Um, that's a good one. Yes. I like, uh, Trey was saying he thinks that Brooklyn's episode is good because it's not 
Brooklyn Heights because it's not like juicy, juicy, but she deeps, she dives deep. Yeah. 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 And I, that's so recent. I'm trying to think of some of our like. The Gia episode, I that think. That was a lot. I don't know that I would tell people to start with it though. Because, like, it's an interesting, really yeah. cool thing to listen to. And, yeah. like, you should. It's, like, a bucket list episode, I would say. It's our uh, unconventional materials challenge. Like, it's just this, like, <laughs> kind of thrown into the all the podcast. Like, it doesn't really. Yeah. It, it, the format is completely off and everything's different. It's like an different, interview documentary It's thing. one of my favorite episodes. It's our NPR episode. It's the one that I got the most people in my DMs saying that they liked and that they were, like, happy that it happened. Right. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I think that you should <laughs> start with one of the very, very early ones and then jump all the way to the middle. Right. And so that you can see and then listen to one really like recent yeah. and then go back and go through all of them. <laughs> I feel like our, Get your first, whiplash on. our first year was like setting the tone for what we were doing and we had like more local names and stuff. And yep. now I'm like, holy shit, we have some of the biggest names in drag. And it's kind of like, crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like both though. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's been interesting to like watch how it grows. I haven't yeah. thought about that really. Like, yeah. And how much people like connect to it and what, at first I also feel like we had a lot of questions about just like, sort of like queer, what? queer panic questions where yeah. they're just like, what do I do? Yeah. And now it's become much more specific. It's become personal. Yeah. I like it. Every, I think I've said it before, but everything that I've ever liked doing in my life that has gone on to be something successful has started super bare bones. Matinee, when I first started it, had like a very small budget. Roscoe's was like some patio furniture and a mic. <laughs> and I think that if you do have good bones that you can build up from there. Yeah. And that's why I like the show because it's, I mean, at some point we do need to get a theme song. And <laughs> I keep telling you to write one. This is a secret talent that T has is like incredible parody songs <laughs> with no prep. You just like launch into them and they're like beautiful jingles. I think you should have been an Well, I was on prep, but I'm not on prep. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, yeah, and I don't really sing them. I sing them in the dressing room, but I don't like. Kind of like half quietly to right. yourself. <laughs> And before we start laugh. recording, and the second we start recording, they go away. And I just think we should record one of You're them. You're right. I know. We got to do it. We need to do another photo shoot. I have a funny idea for one. Yes, it's time. Be, yes. You heard it here first. Can We're we, going to. Can we do the next one? Yes. I'll read this one. Good, this is facing towards you. Organic Rogue River Blue. Oh, my God. I love this. Um, Rogue Creamery. Oh, my God. I mm. love it. See, this is my shit. A creamy. This is extremely rich. creamy and extremely sharp. I'm not. I'm going to the Mr. Wives show later tonight. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be so bloated and farting and gross. <laughs> I'm Just going with fart Nico. enjoy. Fart freely. Right. <laughs> You'll be in a crowd of people. No one will know. Wow. I love this one. Mm-hmm. I All really right. like it. Um, It's you. Okay. Lucky, you've touched on your transition. Oh, man. I have uh, to finish this cheese before I answer this question. <laughs> um, this you, is a serious question. You've touched on your transition a bit in previous episodes. Are you finding day-to-day -day life easier or more difficult as you dive deeper into such a beautiful journey? Josh from Rockford. All right, Josh. <laughs> Here's what's going on right now. 
So I was on the Androderm patch, which is basically. I just let me quickly. Yeah, yeah. I, I just picture it like Spider Man who just got bit, and like your hands are just like. It did feel in, that way. Like, clammy. You have hair everywhere, well, that's and then your no. body, like you're you're weirdly getting strength, like you're punching holes in the wall accidentally. Like that's what I envision. This is the perfect metaphor because Spider Man is just about puberty. Like, yeah. It's just a puberty metaphor, and so, okay, but so, backtracking. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. I love it. I want to be Spider-Man. So I was on Androderm, which is a patch, and they ha- the patch has like a what they call a transdermal film on the underside of it. It looks sort of like a, I put it on the on my Instagram page. I have a transition highlight so people can like watch it and feel this. <laughs> Trey is breaking the house. Um, I would say start with this episode if you're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> There's no guests here, and we're just wilding out. <laughs> Um, just smacking and so there's a there's a highlight on my Instagram that shows my transition process so that people can feel less weird about like the nitty-gritty of it because people like sometimes talk about transitioning like it's I don't know some like magical unicorn journey that just happens and then one day suddenly you're a whatever yeah and it's not like that it's like really weird and starting and stopping and you feel strange and sometimes you have to change prescriptions and what happened to me was this patch has a little gel pocket in it and then a film that sticks on your body and the gel can penetrate through the film and get absorbed into your bloodstream. So it's the way to like start out super, super slowly because I was like, I don't know how this is going to affect me. They usually just give you like a low prescription first. So I was sticking it on every day in the morning or at night and I was like, this is great. I felt invincible. It was like, you know, the spider venom was coursing through my veins. I was like running all the time. I wanted to run everywhere. I was hot, but not in a bad way. I felt like I had just been like running a marathon all the time. I was horny. I was starving all the time because I was building muscle suddenly crazy fast. I built muscle suddenly crazy fast. My voice dropped like within a week um, significantly so that I felt like, and it's mostly still there now. I, I now have the low tone of when I'm like, got a head cold so a lot of people on the phone asked if I was sick does it crack at all not yet I definitely lost some of my top notes but since I had singing training I was like testing it out Hmm. and went it went almost up to where it was but I could feel that the high notes were more strained for me and that was like a weird experience too so a lot of trans people have trouble singing um when their voice drops because they're going through puberty and they have to learn again anyway long story short I had an allergic reaction to the gel that developed over like two weeks of having it on my body where I had, and apparently this is fairly common, which is annoying that it's a hugely common side effect and they haven't figured out how to fix it because they don't care. Um, (laughs) They don't. I looked and everywhere I would move the patch because you have to rotate it every week. There would be this big silver dollar sized burning, itching blister and my skin would get hard and raised. Do those blisters stick around? Like, is it affected your skin permanently? I still, I don't know if it's permanent. Hopefully it'll go away. I have to talk to my doctor, but I still have little red raised patches all over. It basically looks like somebody burned me. Um, So I had to stop about a week and a half ago. That's where you shoot the webs out of. That's exactly right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to sprout giant spider legs and crawl around a spaceship. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I loved it. It was amazing. I suddenly was like, everything feels right. I'm not depressed. I have energy. I had all sorts of ideas suddenly for what I was going to do. I felt more confident. My smell also changed. And I noticed that people were reacting positively and sexy Hmm. to like the pheromones I was putting out. And I wasn't doing anything different that I can think of, except that I felt a little bit more confident. So that could be part of it too. I think it is partially. 
Um, it's like that thing where they say like you are the most uh, sexually attractive to other people when you are currently like in a relationship because, because you, you're yeah, having you're sex secure. and you're looking more yeah. se- like you just had se- like you just I think got part it of on it was that I also yeah. think I was really horny and like making a lot of eye contact <laughs> with strangers on the street so yeah. I don't know but long story short is that I uh, have to go back to the drawing board with my <clears throat> provider and figure out a different way to get it. and like I just don't like so are needles you, are you currently on it no I've been off for oh, I've been off for two weeks and I hate it and I'm depressed again and I'm crying all the time so Uh, womp womp it'll be fine we'll figure out a different thing maybe I'll just have to start injecting myself like so many people do well it's a normal way to do it I just hate needles spider them spider them doing all the things that a spider them can ideally I'm gonna climb tall buildings in a single whatever (laughs) should we eat another cheese yeah we should All right, read this one Uh, this is a fromager de (laughs) affinos It's wow. a, an herbed brie. Ooh. Herbed brie. Herbed I brie. love a brie. I'm excited. I'm going to put it on a cracker. Why should we try it? Just because. Oh. <laughs> Hold <The> up. Worst. <laughs> hey, I some more. This is so mild. It's just a little herb. I like the herb, this though. what I like about a brie. Mm-hmm. It's simple. Mm-hmm. It's just like butter in a, you know, cheesier form. Love that. Mm-hmm. This um, is really good. All right, next question. Okay, this is <laughs> this question is from Skater Gator. <laughs> Man, sounds like great. someone from Florida. That's yeah. great. From Huntley, Illinois. Okay. Um, how do you two go about deciding who to book for certain events? That's a great question. Um, I feel like our processes are very different. They are. We're, we're both just staring each other down. What What do you think? I just ate a cracker. Um. <laughs> I I feel like so my it depends on the show. My process with Cat for Goddess is very different because both of us will have ideas about who's exciting, who's coming into town, and then we like chat and figure it out. Cat is primarily the driver for that. I primarily decide um, who the open stage performers are. Mm. Um, we do have often multiple headliners, and so it's always a conversation. But it's different than if I'm like casting a show show because I do a lot of shows that are less drag shows and more sort of immersive performance things that sometimes have drag performers in them. I just like some people walk into a room and you just know their magic. And that's like a really vague way to describe it, but you just do. And some of that is your own personal bias where you're just like, I like X, Y, Z thing. I feel like you might be much more analytical than me. I have like Uh, gut feeling things and I just know when somebody excites me and when somebody doesn't. I take all of those gut feelings and then I put them in charts and graphs in my phone. With your emoji system? And it, and yeah, and put emojis next to them and kind of separate them. And uh, yeah, I feel like if you look at my shows, a lot of them do kind of have a pattern. Mm-hmm. But like mostly it'll start with kind of a core idea of what I want to have for the next few months. So like Stacey Lee Matthews came up. Someone's like, oh, that's a good one. So then I hit up Stacey Lee Matthews. Mm-hmm. What's your availability like oh let's set this day which means berlin gives me a set budget for Mm -hmm. a month so that's going to be my one special guest for that month Mm -hmm. so then from there okay how do i book around that like um usually if we have like a big um 
I feel like this gets boring, but this is, <laughs> this is literally the stuff that I think about. Yeah. Like if we have a big event weekend, like a pride or something, I'll usually keep it more locally, mm-hmm. uh, more local people. And then the week after I'll try to put in as many special guests and oddball things that are, are out of the ordinary because that'll give more people a reason to come out when they wouldn't normally come out because they've spent all their money the week before. <laughs> yeah, right. So I would put special guests on the week after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically I just... I'm constantly getting messages from people saying like, Hey, I'm coming in town. So yeah. I'll kind of plug that in as I can. I always start with diversity first. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you'll, I found in the beginning, they're coming oh, to get us the, the hater alarm. It's the cheese police. Oh my God. We have my so dairy much. intake is Quick, triple. Shove it all into the purse and run. <laughs> um, so I'll start with that because it's the most important part. And then just kind of plug it in as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, play yeah. It by ear. And you have to have a certain amount of. Uh, I try to put something, at least something, if not several new people mm-hmm. or new things, uh, exciting ideas each show. Yeah. I'm talking about matinee specifically. So mm-hmm. I try to at least have. I'm introducing someone new, whether they're from out of town or they're kind of moving up from the other shows or whatever. And then you have your tried and true. Yeah. But also your tried and true, your most. Um, like your headliners, big tip for you guys out there, just because they're big names in the community does not mean that they bring people in through the door. That's true. Because they're also the people you can see the most other places. Mm-hmm. Sometimes an amateur show or, you know, some kind of an open stage yeah. will actually bring in more people because those people are stretching their friends out over l- less gigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's true. So it's a general balance between how do I keep it heavy hitters and then how do I make sure this thing stays diverse yeah. That's not a fucking all white girl show. Yeah. Uh, and uh, how do I keep it new and interesting? Is this show look like a show I threw last month? Yeah. Or, you know. And that's so funny. I feel like I'm realizing something talking to you, right? Bootloop. We're just a mess. Everything's we are falling. Mess this episode. <laughs> we have been, we don't have to impress anybody Nobody except for the cheese platter. I know. We're just like walking in. You've got your socks off. Everything's Trace going haywire. Phone's going off. <laughs> um, but I, something I just realized listening to you talk is that I usually, and I think this is because I started off as a theater director. I'm so always focused on story, which I think you as a former theater person kind of are too. Mm. But so we have themes for goddess. I'm usually directing like immersive experiences that have kind of at least a time period or like an inspiration from a story. And so I feel like I'm casting to that and I'm casting to character types and like the feel of a show. Whereas you're casting for like, what is the personality of matinee and how you can vary it without, with keeping like the core brand of what you're doing. My main thing is I think I want to make sure that when people walk in. Trey. <laughs> when people uh, walk in, that they don't feel like the show is uh, speaking above them, and I've yeah. said this before, because you don't want to walk into a situation and people are talking in inside jokes. And this sounds like a silly thing, like this sounds like a really obvious thing to say. You will go to eight out of ten local shows, and they will be speaking above their audience that walks in through the yeah. door. It's just a big inside joke that everybody's yeah, in or together. like, ooh, do that song, we love that song, and yeah. then the audience doesn't care about the song or stuff like that. Yeah. Like that to me has always been really frustrating. Um, but people think that it's a draw because it brings their friends. But yeah. then you get people who come in through the door and they're not going to come back mm-hmm. because they didn't understand what you're doing. You entertained a few of your friends, which 
we'll probably come back. But a big part of what you're doing is you're setting the stage for people to come and visit and go, I like that. And then right. they come back. Right. Retention. Retention of the audience is the most important thing. Right. I feel like people forget that the audience is like, they're your, your bar or your place where you're throwing the show. That's your house. Yeah. Your audience are your guests. Right. Your performers are your friends who are like you've invited to like help keep the party spicy. Yeah. You know, like your one friend who like scuba dived and, you know, with yeah. sharks or whatever. The one <laughs> friend who like climbed a exactly. volcano or some shit and they came and you know that they're fun and they'll tell stories. Exactly. And you invite them because you enjoy them, but also you know other people will. Yeah. And then you just want everybody at the end of the night to feel like they had a good time and like yeah. they want to go to your party again. Yeah. But too, too many times people don't give a shit about what the audience thinks. I know. And I feel like when I say that, people think like, uh, well, what do you like? Of course we care. They don't. No. They literally do not. They're just having a fun time. They are. And when it's my money, that's why I think the way I think. Yeah. Because sure. I'm spending my money and we're not. I don't make money. I don't make money. That's <laughs> true. You got to pay and rent. A lot of places get to use the bar's money. And I think that affects how you spend it. Yeah. So when I got rent due on the first. Yeah, right. <laughs> no playing around. All right. Well, that was more than, you know, right. skater gator ever <laughs> wanted to know about that. Um, cheese first, then question? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This is an interesting cheese. It's the masquerade mango. I'm a little nervous about I eating like this. I like a mango. I like I'm a excited. mango, but I don't know about a mango with a cheese. It's a white Stilton cheese with mango and ginger and other natural flavors, which is okay always terrifying to kidding. hear other natural flavors oh my god this is incredible i don't like it do you like it trey try it here have a tiny oh it's of great cheese i don't know oh it's really good i don't know about this it's a weird i don't like it either same. right i like it trey is making the worst face right now it's like crumbly mm-hmm. and weirdly it feels like they said natural flavors, but I think it's dried mango. Yeah, the mango chunks are too big. Yeah. And the texture difference is like jarring to me. No, no. I like the sweetness and I like the texture. I'm going to try it with a crack. <laughs> um, all right. Is this me or you? You. I've been... This is from Anonymous. Oh, I like it. Oh, it's so <laughs> sweet. Um, I've been consistently coming in second and third at local drag competitions for over a year and I'm starting to become frustrated. I know y'all often say to use competitions as a platform, even if you don't win, but I'm very unsure of how to do that. Advice question mark. That's a good one. I've never won a competition in my life. Me neither. Hey, we're doing great. You know what you do? You do what we did. You find a way to put yourself in charge. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's true. true i'm a better foreman than i am a, am a worker bee like uh -huh. i'm a better you know i'm better at one thing than i am at the other so if you want to be gonna make your own shit yeah that's the answer go to a bar that doesn't have a event going on stop relying on other people that to body. give you opportunities make your yes. own opportunities absolutely you know think about it are you shaking your cup around trying to get people to tip you or are you thinking how can i consciously make money for myself i also want to like whenever i'm not getting the thing that i want I sit back and I go, okay, what is the work that needs to be done to get that thing? Yeah. What is the, th what is, the, what are the parameters for winning that competitions? Like, what are the rules? Is it a panel of judges? Right. Like, is it somebody in the industry that's judging you? In which case you probably need different things than if you're just trying to bring a bunch of your friends in the bar and win by like 
yeah. applause vote. But if it is that, go out there and shake every hand and get every fucking applause vote. Exactly. And that is your job for that night. Right. Talk, make friends with the people Strategy. before you go on stage. Yeah. Be like, hey, I'm going to go up there in a minute. Are you going to like cheer for me? Like, Message every person you know. in a weird know. way. Message every person you know and say, girl, you better come support me tonight. Like, and you can't do that all the time. No. You have to like pick your battles. You do. Yeah. Um, but also like, are you doing the work? Are you practicing your face outside of just gigs or yeah. per- competitions? Are you putting work into your costumes? Are Because you might not have a lot of money. Maybe you do, in which case spend more money on your stuff. Yeah. Like if you don't have money, spend more time on your stuff. Pull friends in to make it happen. What is your character? Who are you playing? What is your fantasy that you're trying to create? And people don't like sit back and do that enough and I don't sit back and do that enough I try and I do some of the work but I know I can be working harder and so it's just examining where that yep. is uh, what were you, gonna say something? you were gonna unwrap the cheese and crinkle it and Trey was stopping oh, you this is what um, happens when we leave things <laughs> on the table a big thing that I think and I don't know if I've said this before as a show director I feel like there's people who don't understand my love language, which is not compliments and not sucking up. <laughs> like know. some people think that if they say, oh, you're so great. I love this. Like, thank you. I appreciate it. But that's not my love language. No. My love language is, hey, that show was good. That was really cool. I would love to be a part of something like this. But like endless compliments and shots and stuff, I will do them with you. I love them. Things are great. But like some people think that if they do that, that they're going to get something. But and you, for some people, that's true. Like you for, are not for some show directors. You're not another show director. That does work. That I was yeah. Not, I'm not going to mention. Like some people like getting their asses blown. You know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. And <laughs> that was like three anything, different things. Don't look at me, Trey. That was three <laughs> different phrases I tried to say at once. Gets my asses blown. <laughs> I'm very. T- blown. I'm so tired and full of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. And we're moving on. How do you make new platonic queer long lasting friendships in Chicago? I find it very clicky here and it's been hard to break into any group or scene. Not to complain or whine, I just genuinely feel stuck. Where are you trying to go? <sighs> like long this is an lasting. important thing. Like I feel like if you're trying I feel like tell me if I'm wrong later on Twitter or whatever, Nathan. <laughs> but I feel like you are going to a place where there is an established social group and you are trying to break into an established social group okay. instead of going somewhere where you don't know anybody and where people are just like there to have a good time that like the same thing as you. Yeah. And you strike up a conversation with somebody, you buy somebody a drink, make you ask them a, questions. A friend. Make a friend. Don't yeah. try to make a group of friends. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, because you, you don't know what their secret dynamics are too. Because half of them might have been falling out with each other too, they and they just are. don't talk about it. Right. So you just find a friend and ride the wave. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Go up and offer to help somebody. I got a message from somebody who's going to come hang out at Goddess that was like, "Hey, I'm really new to the scene. I want to like figure out what's up." And I was like, come to Goddess. Everybody's really lovely and warm. And you and I can chat briefly. And then we'll, you know, see what's what. Yeah. It's just, you got to be brave a little bit and not try to. And if you're sitting back and you're like, those people look fun and popular. I want to be one of them. That is not the way to make real yeah. long lasting queer friendships. It just is not. Half the time. 95% of the time that's facade. Yeah. And they fall out anyways. Right. Their friendships do. Yeah. Go somewhere where they're playing music that you like genuinely. Yeah. And go find the person that's there who is also by themselves and go make friends. Yeah. How did you do it on the playground? Like. Yeah. You know. You stuck your hand out. Yeah. 
My mother used to, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast yet. My mother used to, in elementary school, apparently just run up to people and be like, hi, my name is Martha. Will you be my friend? Yeah. And if they said no, she would just go, okay, and then run to the next person. And sometimes you just like, it's a numbers game. Yeah. (laughs) Go make friends with a lonely person. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I feel like I've. I don't know. Sometimes How did you do like it? You moved here like 11 years just, ago and I now you have friends. I shook every hand I can, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm really good at making friends. And sometimes I feel like I'm really bad at it. And me I think too. what has helped me in so many situations here is that I'm such a control freak over things. <laughs> so if I walk into Berlin, I can feel so comfortable because I know <clears throat> that I know enough people there so I can kind of put myself out there. Mm-hmm. But I understand if you're moving somewhere where you don't know people and you see people just flitting around and knowing everybody, that is hella intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't know anyone's intentions. You don't know their histories. You don't know that. And that shit's really hard. Um, Like we said before, internet. Internet is a great way to introduce yourself to someone like a picture. If it's like an entertainer or someone that's a more public person, like a picture, make a comment and then go to them in in person and go, Hey, I I was the one, this is how so many conversations start. Mm -hmm. Hey, we were the ones we're actually visiting from blah, blah, blah. But I saw this blah, blah, blah that you did, you know, kind of, you've already stated your good intentions. And then in a non creepy way, you just go like, Oh, we kind of know each other. Right. Yeah. And think about how awkward other people are. I'm so awkward. I just said, (laughs) yeah, blow his ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not different in real life. This is how it goes. I try to introduce as many people as I can in the audience to each other. That's really nice. I love how you do that. I think it's a really important thing because think of how many times you've gone to a show, maybe alone or with another friend and then the next time it's time to go to that show, your friend wasn't there or you mm-hmm. thought, well, yeah, but I don't really feel like going out by myself. Yeah. Well, think what if the person in charge of the show had gone up to you and said, hey, this is my friend. And you find any type of connection they mm-hmm. have. You have one person in common or you knew each other at the same time or you just met this person and they know this person. Mm-hmm. Just literally just start up that conversation with them and they will then, this is me being Scrooge McDuck <laughs> as well. They will then have another reason to come back to your show because that's true. human connections that they've made mm-hmm. and it doesn't, you know, it's more comfortable. I feel also like this is total, kind of a sidebar, but kind of related. I feel like this is a job that drag queen hosts at parties don't do enough. No. Is like go find the person that's sitting by themselves at the bar, yeah. chat with them for a minute, and then introduce them to somebody else so that the party keeps going. Yeah. Because I feel like you sew them into the party. You kind of right. weave through the yeah, party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It and is. You make everyone a, a gi- yeah. Because that's so awkward. Like, how do and I? Sad. I feel bad right. for that person. Yeah. And then you also like as a host, you have you already have that power to like just walk up to a stranger because yeah. you belong in a way that nobody else in that room belongs. Yeah. And I feel like I've had the most interesting conversations with people who've been just like chilling at a party by themselves. Yeah. And the first thing that you always ask is like, hey, are you waiting for someone? You're here by yourself. Yeah. And if they're like, I'm alone, you're like, oh my God, well, that's so great. I'm this person. I'm doing this. What's your yeah. story? Where are you from? And then you learn things like this one guy at Queen that I walked up to when I was hosting was like in town briefly, but he was like, a military dude and he was like traveling all over the world and he was like I feel like it's hard to be gay in the military and then we had a whole conversation and it was super interesting oh, wow. yeah it was really cool I wonder where he is now <laughs> as oh and ask their like socials and stuff so you can keep in touch yeah I, can we be friends on the internet right. is my favorite thing to say and then you get more friends yeah 
And as host, I always try to like assign people to each other. Like I'll see people that I know that are kind of like one person doesn't know people Mm -hmm. or there's two groups that are kind of separated. People want other people to do that for them. That is the hardest part because we all know this. We don't know how to always extend ourselves first. Mm -mm. If you can do that, people will connect so much easier and it will be money in your pocket (laughs) but it will also but it will also be just the people you'll you'll have a a bigger group of friends because you did that and and you can cut to the chase so much easier if you just go hey this person this person Mm -hmm. because we all feel fucking awkward there's yeah and and, it's hard to be human and half the time i don't know if i already fucking met you (laughs) i don't know i have 30 percent vision while i'm in drag and that's (laughs) assuming i'm not drinking anything right like i I have one percent memory like unless (laughs) you're a really cute boy i'm probably not gonna remember (laughs) but yeah yeah that's how you make friends i guess um all right can we do this next one i have been staring at that cheese i'm i'm nervous because this is a coffee flavored cheese okay this one has one name but it can be interpreted two different ways it's (laughs) called but first coffee (laughs) or it can be called but first coffee yeah try it okay Coffee. Artisan cheddar cheese rubbed Art- with espresso and lavender. Rubbed? Okay. They just rubbed it on there. Lavender? Okay, I don't That's, want that. Mm-hmm. I don't taste anything. Rubbed with? Okay, this is lazy. It like, <laughs> okay, I like get a, a little bit of... No, this like a teeny, tastes like teeny, a little bit. cheese with like coffee standing with its arms crossed in that corner <laughs> and then lavender walks by a window. <laughs> It tastes like nothing. This it's is a like cop out. It's like the LaCroix of cheeses. Keep your receipt. This is a cop out tray. Oh. I don't like it. I don't like that. You know what it reminds me of though? Garbage. It reminds me of when I use the cup of coffee mask from Lush and then I breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ooh, it wakes you up. Well, I'm going to be up all night now. Um, All right. Oh, I want more champagne. Um, it's wine. <laughs> oh, sorry. I want more wine. Okay. Um, we all know Chicago has the most amazing drag scene in the world, but if you could change one thing about it, uh, or even drag culture as a whole, what would it be? Ooh, Bailey from Chicago. Bailey. I hate the fighting, and I know this. Yeah, that me it, too. It like kind of is interesting and fun to pay attention to sometimes, mm. but it. I find I get it so tired. I get really tired. Yeah, I just whenever negative things come up in my timeline, I just mute whoever it is even Mm -hmm. if they're friends of mine um because all i want on my page is memes and pretty people so Mm -hmm. if there's even the slightest bit of drama i'm like eh yeah i'll put you on momentary back burner status because i just i don't want to see any fighting right gives me anxiety i also feel like when people make a brand out of like sniping at other people then their fans get snipey and sometimes the thing about drag culture as a whole is I feel like nobody acknowledges how much of drag culture at least online is like 13 and 14 year olds following yeah. people and those are people like you remember when you were 13 or 14 and you didn't know what the fuck was you're happening. just happy to shoot at anybody right and right. you just wanted like a cool you know person to look down upon you and say you're gonna be all right, right kid yeah and like I know that those people are now learning how to behave in the world from these older, cooler people that they look up to. And I just feel like, like, I don't want to be like, we have a responsibility because we're party clowns. But like, I think it's not a good example. And also it brings me down because there's already so many people fucking out there that are coming for us all the time. Like, why are we infighting? Why? And I feel like I, there was definitely a turning point when I realized because half of what I do is just yell at people on the mic <laughs> is to make sure that I'm letting people know that I come from a good place yeah, because yeah. they 
think that they can join in on that on me or on other people on my page stuff like that because I'm known to be like cutting people down or whatever but you have this like I'm just yoking smile yeah, that you like do that afterwards should, you're like well, that's, say a mean thing and then you're like hey buddy I got you well that's learned yeah. you know it didn't always happen that way because you, you have to learn how to steer the conversation because mm-hmm. if you don't Everyone's just going to be fucking lobbing hardballs at you because they think that that's what they're supposed to be doing. Right. They're and then just going to be fucking picking you apart because right. that is the culture you set up. So and you don't want to be a batting practice while you're working. Right. Well, and if you set that up on your page, people are going to be waiting in the wings right. for when they can strike at you, you know? Right. So. You put out what you, or you get back what you put out there. Like, yeah. I feel very happy that most of the people that message me are just like, I'm nervous and I don't know what to do with my life. And I'm like, same, <laughs> buddy. Let's figure it out together. It's better. Um, it's are less you, tiring. You want to do the next one? Yeah, I do. Should we jump in the cheese, too? Jump in the cheese. I'm, I'm forgoing the crackers. This is another fucking rubbed okay. one, though. This is, I'll read it. Have... Or have tea have tea ha- have, have it. Tea have hey. it. Um, I hope this is good because it's going to be our signature cheese. Artisan cheddar cheese rubbed with Earl Grey tea. This rubbed with situation, you know, <laughs> I'm not on board. I can taste it, but it's so weak. I yeah. just feel like it's more cheddar. They just bought a giant block of cheddar. This is the same kind of label as the other one, they, too. It's the same brand. They, just, uh, they bought a block of cheddar and they just got some guy named Earl with like scraggly hair <laughs> There's to rub himself all over them. And they're like, it's tea. This is like the cheese warehouse is next to the tea warehouse. <laughs> they're like, put them together. We'll save on um, the, the refrigeration. It's fine. They'll start to smell like each other. Yeah. This is like when I was little and they started to smell. Nope. They started to <laughs> s- sell um, like mashed up oreo pieces for the top of ice cream and my grandpa mm-hmm. said we're not buying that that's all the shit that was on the side of the conveyor belt that broke off it's true they're selling you garbage don't fall for that sell it that's to mcdonald's for the mcflurries right <laughs> they're like this is a trap yeah no thank you please all right there's this thing going around on twitter about ooh, about listing what you've accomplished in the last decade <laughs> what do you feel are your greatest accomplishments in the last 10 years and what do you hope to accomplish in the next? That's from Bailey, too. Um, that question freaks me out. All, and also, it was so threatening. It was just this vaguely threatening, like, there's only a month left in the decade. <laughs> what have you done with your life? And I was like, ah, it stressed me out. And then I had to think about all the terrible things that have happened to me in the past 10 years. It's there have weird, been lots right? of good things. And, like, I finished my grad degree. That was something that I was working on for like 15 years on and off. That's cool. Yeah. I started transitioning. That was huge. But also I got fucking divorced. So like, right. I don't want to think about the last decade. I want to think about what's happening next. Hmm. What have you accomplished? You moved to Chicago like... 11 years. So 11 I've, years ago. Yeah. So in the decade, I mean, anything in your mid in your early to mid twenties is just yeah. dicey behavior. Oh, seriously. By even the greatest of people. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. I, I, I would say at this point I've established friendships that I'm like really comfortable with. And I've talked about like how I was, um, like e- easier to like fall into sociopaths and like too good to be true type of people before. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm good at, at spotting that mm-hmm. in my life now. And, um, yeah, that's good. Had a little eating disorder there back in the day. Same. And lovely to be here eating cheese with us today. Um, Progress. Growth. And uh, yeah, I would say there were some other habits that kind of 
came in and out of my life that I mm-hmm. put aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I'm 31 years old. Hey, and, yeah. you're doing great, buddy. But you have to look at every fucked up thing that happens to you and every weird, you know, kind of cycle that you get caught in and yeah. find your way out and be like, okay, well, now I know better than that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good it's, one. I don't it's let, a story to tell. On I the don't other let side. people into my life anymore that I know are going to hurt me. Yeah. Whereas before I was like, please, Mr. Wolf, come and eat my grandmother. Like, Isn't that a weird thing, too, where you're like, like, well, let's just see. Like, some action's better than no action. Like, yeah. something happening. Yeah, I, sure. I don't want to be this. alone. So I'll let this person hurt me so I don't have to be alone. This person's horrible. Yeah. But something to do. Yeah. No, I don't do that no more. We old. I got plants <laughs> and a vibrator. I'm fine. <laughs> Everything's good. Um, we got a couple of international questions coming up. All right. From uh, Sun- Suniva from Bergen, uh, Norway. What's your favorite Thanksgiving memory? Norway is the number one best place to live for queer people. Why? I don't remember. <laughs> no, it was like they did a... I don't remember. There 10 was out of 10 studies show that Donald Trump study. doesn't live there. <laughs> uh, real, though. No, it was like a combination of... Um, what laws are in place and how, what the pop like population size of queer people was also they did they like surveyed a bunch of travelers and they were like what lgbtq destinations are there and apparently norway was at the top of this list i don't know i'll tweet about it we can put it on the thing do you have a favorite thanksgiving memory i was just stalling trying to think <laughs> do you have one um my um every holiday my family would uh all bring over their Half my family's dead at this point. <laughs> my grandpa, my grandma, and like my, um, like all my uh, like step family would all come over because they were all friends, and they would bring their instruments and play like a giant family band. That's fun. My grandpa would have his banjo. My grandmama would have her auto harp and. Oh, grandmama! Yeah, I love her. So shit like that, man. Yeah. I love that. This isn't a favorite Thanksgiving memory, but it's definitely a Thanksgiving memory. One year for Thanksgiving, my mom thought it would be really... Nope, this was Easter. I lied. I'm not going to tell this story. Okay. <laughs> um, we got a couple we can probably slam through. Yeah. Oh, that's you. Oh, here's another... Well, let's. this is a connected question. As an Irish person, I have always been fascinated by Thanksgiving. What are the best parts and how are you two celebrating? I don't know if this is Gemma or Gemma. G-E-M-M-A from Cork, Ireland. <laughs> Um, I am flying to Oregon where my parents live now. My sisters can't come, but I'm flying there to just spend like three or four days with my family. And there is literally a family of turkeys that lives in a tree behind their house that my mother is obsessed with. Like Aww. I got her a turkey flag for Christmas last year. She loves it so much. Not a, It's a flag with a turkey on it. It doesn't like do something for the turkeys. So she's like friends with the turkeys. They she hang loves out. Them. She's like, we're she not knows, cooking the turkeys. Like I'm playing poker with them. She like, knows when I made a joke about that. And she got really upset. She was like, that's not a thing. And then she was like, we could eat venison in front of the deer. And I was like, touche. Wow. I hate that. <laughs> I'm a bad person. No, she knows when. And they, they live in this tree. She knows what time in the morning they come down from the tree. There's like 20 of them. And um, she goes out with her tea and she sits on the balcony and she watches the turkeys come down. And then in the evening, she's like, let's go watch the turkey parade. And she goes back out with her tea in the evening in the twilight. And the turkeys like 
she's like waiting for them and then she goes look look there they are and they like parade down the hill oh. and then it's like a runway they like one at a time starting with the oldest you and like fattest work. turkey they <laughs> take off into the tree and they all get up there including all the little babies turkey girl it's amazing does she feed them no yeah she was a girl scout she knows better is that a thing well she just you're not supposed to like Feed wild animals. You're not supposed to feed wild animals. No. You're supposed to leave places where you like how you found them. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Leave it better than you found it. Whatever. That's smart. Yeah. Because they will depend on you. Yeah. And they will never leave your fucking yard. She'll just like wake up in the morning. There's like turkeys standing outside right. pecking at the window. Turkey smoking a cigarette waiting for his <laughs> his lunch pail. Where's his hand hey, out? Hey, you promised me lunch. <laughs> um, uh, uh, this is from Zach Hamilton from I don't know where. Mm. Uh, how is it that you both got... To a point where you were making money on drag versus losing it after paying for your looks and whatnot. I still lose it. This is a cycle that never stops. Yeah. It's like some days you make money, some days you don't. It's a gamble. You're an entrepreneur all the time, especially if you're a producer, but also just as a drag queen. Like the looks are expensive. It's always sort of like a calling rather than a. It's not like you go into it thinking, I'm going to be rich and famous. And I think some people do now. And that's just not. There's such a small percentage of people that get to do that. Well, people see through that. Yeah, it's true. Because there's no heart behind it if people do that. I don't think I'm ever going to be at that point. I think that it's always a matter of like when I make money off of drag, I want to invest it immediately back into what I'm doing because right. the ideas I have for what I want to do get bigger and bigger every single year. Yeah. And I'm just like, how can I drive this to the very end? I'm not trying to like make money. I'm trying to live forever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm trying to make people remember me. There's definitely like chunks of time. Where you're like, all right, now I'm getting creative and now I'm going to make all this shit and get all this shit made. Mm -hmm. And then you rely on that for a few months. Yeah. And then you think, all right, well, I need new shit. Yeah. And then my shoes are falling apart. Right. And then you kind of like put stuff in the back of your closet and you rediscover it however many months later Mm -hmm. and it feels new again. And then you restone it. And then there's this constant cycle of like you just kind of coast for a little and then you pour some money back in and coast, make money off of it. And you get better at spending less money as you go because you start learning what works for you better and what are your like workhorse costume pieces, your workhorse wigs or whatever. And that first like year and a half is just like finding what is your... You buy the wrong color stockings. (laughs) You bought the wrong bra. You bought the wrong corset. Mm -hmm. You got wigs. They're trash wigs. Not my color. Not that you right. And so half of it, you're kind of like trial and erroring it, and then uh, you're getting good like base stuff to work with. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You will lose a lot of money. What is that like? Even Trixie Mattel until recently was like, I'm still losing money. Yeah, like, and then she started a makeup line. So maybe we should do that. She's probably still losing money. Probably, yeah. But you know, she'll probably make a lot of money off that and then put it into another album and then yeah, yeah. Because we just can't stop because we're artists. I don't think that we're. I'm definitely not in the red. I'll say that. (laughs) I'm. I'm living comfortably. My means have gotten higher, uh, but I'm happy to get extra money and go, ooh, how can I put this in a yeah. drag? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Should we cheese? Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> you keep forgetting there's cheese. It's right in front of you. You have to read this one, though, because okay. I can't see it. Um. Oh, um, this is Eichten's um, habanero gouda. Mm. Eichten's habanero gouda. It's going to be spicy. Mm. Peppers, salt, brine, milk. I took a tiny little bite because I had a habanero gouda like a week ago that made me like cry and almost throw up. Oh, it's great. I really like it. Oh, it's good. Ooh, it's spicy though. It's like firm, sharp. Oh, I like it. It's really, then the spiciness doesn't hit you until mm-hmm. 
and it's like, like in the, the back end of the, the tongue bite. kind mm-hmm. of a thing but oh, it's Jesus. gentle it's not like <laughs> I'm just gonna down the wine now <laughs> looking for an excuse mm, I like it um I love a habanero this is me isn't it I think so all right cool okay we got uh, another it, cheese oh work Okay, this is a Car Valley Applewood Smoked Cheddar. Oh, this is going to be good. This is, okay. (laughs) See, this is not my, okay, that is good. I told you, I knew it was going to be. It's so creamy. See, this isn't what I normally go for. What do you normally go for? Like super sharp? Yeah. Do you like it hard cheese or do you like a soft cheese? I like soft. Yeah. I like it all. The smoked is good. I like it all. Yeah, see, the smoke flavor kind of throws me off. Was there one that you didn't like? You haven't liked, you've liked every single cheese, haven't you? The smoke flavor tastes like meat to me, mm. and that's my weird hang-up. Uh, there was that first one, it was just there, right? Was the first or second? It, was like, it just needed something else on top of it, which some cheeses are topping cheeses, and some cheeses <laughs> are bottoming cheeses. <laughs> the coffee one was dumb. I didn't the, like it. The tea one was lame. Mm-hmm. I did not like the mango one at all. Oh, I liked it. I was not a fan. I'll take that. I'm going to take that back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it's got the Phantom of the Opera mask on the label, too. Mm. That's really something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that one. Mm-hmm, okay. All you right. Can, you can have it. All right. Is that you? Mm. It is. Now that I've, I'm just going to quietly crunch into the microphone for the next 30 seconds, and that will be the question. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, this question is from Colby from Nashville. What queens do you think deserve more credit or attention? Julia Starr, Minneapolis. <laughs> well, it's hard because what is the determining factor on who's getting attention? Right. Like, who are your hidden gems that you're just like, this is an incredible person? Um, we might have to cut this out, but I'm about to... The residency program is getting a little jolt in the new year, and mm. we're going to have Julia Starr from Minneapolis. Sure. Marty Gold Cummings. Love Marty Gold Cummings. New York. Marty Gold Cummings absolutely deserves more attention. Everybody yeah. in New York, vote for Marty Gold Cummings. Yeah. Key of the bag, for sure. Marty was telling me all the people that contributed to their um, to their campaign, mm-hmm. uh, like Audra McDonald. Oh, my God. Uh, Andy Cohen. Oh, like, I love Audra McDonald. Like, um and and also um, Bambi Queen Bambi mm-hmm. from Pittsburgh. I love. Ba- I've been following yeah. Bambi since before I started doing drag. Yeah, I was out of town while you had her here, but I really really like her. I think she does interesting things. Yeah, there's there's so many. That's a hard question. It is a hard question, but there's definitely like people that I love. I sort of feel like even though Meatball gets a lot of attention, I think people like put her in a little box, and I think she's so much more. Really? Ver- yeah, I think people are like. Okay, you're funny and gross. Next. And she's actually just like really smart in her drag, which hmm. I think is really cool. Um, I also think that this isn't just like restricted to queens. I think Vigor Mortis doesn't get enough attention. Vigor Mortis is a drag king from New York. And I just did Switch and Play, which is um, Miss Malice, K. James, Switch and Play, Nick's Nocturne, Pearl Harbor. Um, <laughs> and well, they're, uh, nope, I think that's all the, the crew. And Vigor Mortis. And Vigor Mortis did, apparently one day they did a Hitchcock-themed show, which of course, you know, like is my jam. Oh, yeah. And Vigor Mortis did a number as Hitchcock getting shot in the heart to um, uh, Bang Bang. To oh. No, that would have been good, though. <laughs> Next time, Vigor. That's what you got to do. But yeah, it was, um, 
It was bang, bang, he shot me down, but it was Frank Sinatra doing it. So it just was perfect. And it was like vigor in a tuxedo with like a sculpted jaw that looked like Alfred Hitchcock and like a slicked back whatever. And it was very simple. And I think that that was really something people should pay attention to Vigor Mortis. Do we have any more? Androgen, although they get lots of attention, but I think they should get more and they deserve it. Lotion. Lotion. That's the one I always say in this sweet. chapter. Just like a so sweet and yeah. also so funny. Um, yeah, who else? There's so many queens. I just think that people got to look at their local drag scene a little bit closer instead of watching so much TV. Wow. But that's, you know. You want to do the last? Let's do a cheese and do the last one. Let's cheese and do the last one. I want right. to read the cheese too. You got it. All right. This is a Roth three chili pepper gouda. Ooh, more spicy. Okay. So we're going to cry. Let's cheers our cheese. Cheese. <laughs> oh, no, I missed it. <laughs> I don't usually go for like spice as much as I do sharp. There's not a lot of spice in this. The habanero no. is more. This is just kind of. This is good. I would use this in like a breakfast quesadilla. Yeah. Like eggs. You're right. Just cheese. This needs an egg. This needs an egg. Oh, it's good. It's like mild. It yeah. It's good. Mild and creamy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, just uh, just the dairy and saliva in my mouth. Mm -hmm. Just the cream. I'm just. Just. I'm spitting about. all over the place. I'm about to go to this concert mm -hmm. with uh, Nico, so I'm going to pour a little champagne. It's not me? champagne. Oh, sorry. Um, Chardonnay. Sauvignon Blanc. No, I did it wrong. Oh, God. Well, we're keeping that in. I'm only human. I love that when we don't have the constraints of like having to actually be in charge of things, that we just go <laughs> fully just off mess. the rails. Like When we can admit that we don't understand what we're saying to each other, yeah. we're both just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Normally, I like it's that it. hosting thing where you're like, I have oh, yes, everything I under know control. What I'm talking about, yeah. I never know what I'm talking never. about. No, never. I just most can't. people in charge have no idea what they're talking about. It's true. You heard it here first. All right. All right. So I'm. This is a great question. So I just want to say we got such an overwhelming uh, response to this episode that we got like probably 15 more questions just while we've been sitting here mm. chatting with you. So if we didn't answer your question, we're so sorry. We just don't have enough time to do it. But they've all been super fun. We we promise we're reading all of them. Yeah, um, we, we got literally like 60 or 70 questions. And yeah. we're trying and we, to ask. Like, you posted this yesterday. Yeah. So we're trying to ask like 20. So we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, okay. Alex from Denton, Texas. Love a Texan. <laughs> don't laugh at me. Look, I do. When they're from certain places, <laughs> right? If you, I don't know about Just Denton, not but if you know, politicians, I'm right. sure Alex is cool if he's listening to this. They're listening to this. If you could describe your drag slash performance art as a mixed drink or strain of weed, what would it be? <sighs> Glass of ice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, water. You're a tall drink water. of water. Flat. <laughs> Flat. Uh, no, you're effervescent. You're bubbly. Sure. You're like a nice Prosecco. I don't know enough about weed either. Okay, I'll be a Prosecco. Didn't you say you were going to start smoking weed I again? I am going to start smoking. You should. It's and fun. It's because I'm not going to start smoking, I don't think, as much as I want to start eating. Yes. It's better for your lungs. Because I can know how much I'm being allotted, and that is hot to me. Mm -hmm. I want to know how high I'm getting, and yeah. I want to be able to like figure it out and not be a fucking hot-ass mess. The other night at Berlin, somebody who we both know handed me like a piece of an edible and was like, do you want this? I'm way too high already. And I was just like, I was just like, um, 
oh, how many milligrams is it? And they looked at me like I was a crazy person because it, and they were like, it's part of a brownie. And I was like, Mm-mm. no, no, I did it anyway, but I, mean, I was in a safe space, <laughs> but I was just like, oh no, that's, I don't like yeah. not knowing how no. high I'm going to get. Cause then you end up like, you know, in the fetal position on your bed, like breathing into a <laughs> pillow and thinking you're going to die. Right. No, thank you, please. What would you be? I think if I were weed that I would be, um, golden goat, which is like, the best high I've ever had in my life, but it's very positive. It makes you feel like uplifted, but you're like chilled out. I cry a lot on Golden Goat, but it feels like a really? euphoric cry. Yeah, I'm just like laying in bed and like tears are streaming out of my eyes. See, I'm trying to get to that. And then I have Actually, a Actually, I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Golden Goat, I'll hook you up. I just get so tired that I just go to sleep and I <laughs> zone out and I get paranoid and I'm like that ultimate like high schooler doing like like smoking for the first time. Be like, oh my God. Like every time now. And I don't know. I just think you need to not go out to nightclubs while you're smoking. I think that that's the thing that freaks you out. See, well, that is a constant of my life. I think so. you need more like nature and or friends houses on weed. I think yeah, we need to wrap accurate. you in a blanket That's accurate. and we need to like feed you snacks and put you out on the back porch so you get some air on your face. That's Last time I, I smoked was like six months ago ish and it was at some weird after party and I weirdly got like super energetic after. Mm-hmm. That it just depends on me, the strain. It gave me inspiration. I was like okay maybe I can do this. Yeah. I don't know about a mixed drink though. All mixed drinks bring me down. Maybe like a Negroni. Something, it's Italian. It's disgusting. What is it? I forget exactly what it has in it. It's kind of weirdly sweet, which I, my grandpa used to drink them all the time. Mm. It's Italian. It's an Italian drink, yeah. I'm good. (laughs) I think I would just be um, something that would just kind of do the job. Like Malort? No, 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 no. <laughs> I would be like a, just a classic drink. Like, like a, a shot. I think you'd be a, a shot. A shot with like a chaser. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. A little, maybe a little sugar, a little Red Bull in there. Yeah. Maybe it's a bomb. Maybe it is a bomb. I think you might just be a Berlin bomb, I'm a, friend. I'm a Berlin bomb. You're a Berlin bomb. I'm simple, classic, give you diarrhea. Keep you up all night. Make you shake. Uh, <laughs> I'm served in a specialty cup. Yeah. And, um... I cost too much for even as cheap as I am. Yeah. Look, identity crisis over. <laughs> now you know. All right. And well, knowing is half the battle. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy we Christmas. have so much leftover cheese. Oh, I'm definitely taking some of this home. Yeah, for sure. I'm not bringing it to this concert because I don't want to smell like, uh, you know, crazy cheese woman. <laughs> Just like cheese shoved in my pockets. This is your drag, though. Pigeon you lady. realize this, right? Pigeon lady. <laughs> Just right. following you around. Oh my god, I got Disney Plus and I've already watched Home Alone 1 and 2. And <gasps> I started a recess. Everybody says it's worth it. I'm afraid I'm gonna rewatch everything and hate give it. Give you my password. I don't know how it works, but I all give you my password. Yes. It's only $69 for an entire year, $6.99 a month. That's amazing. First week is free. This is cut this, this off. This I is a like Disney Plus ad. No, don't cut this off. This is amazing. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you, Trey. Thank you, Trey, for bringing us together all those many moons ago. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, and um, what's her name? Um, uh, oh, K-Hole Kardashian. Uh, she said at the last mom jeans, she said, um, 
the first Thanksgiving was a home invasion. Oh, it made me laugh so hard. It's true. Yes. Thank you first Thanksgiving to was our home indigenous invasion. peoples yes. for making it so that, yeah. you know, we could live here on this Columbus earth. sucked his nuts. Yeah, he's the worst. Wait, where can they find you, T? Oh, uh, T-Rex in Chicago on Instagram and, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> also, what a um, nightmare. you can uh, find me at Drag Matinee every Saturday. Roscoe's uh, every first Sunday for XYZ. You can find me at Dick's in Milwaukee. Sometimes I go on tour with Hard Candy uh, in Louisville and lots of other places. And ask Plot me, Twist and... It uh, and Plotchus and Crash Lighting. And what about you? Hey, I am Lucky Stiff <laughs> 2 on Twitter. I am Lucky.Stiff on Instagram. Don't find me on Facebook. I'm rarely there anymore. And also, I don't like it. Um, I am every third Friday at Goddess at Berlin Nightclub with Cats. Sass. <laughs> don't laugh at me. And um, every fourth Friday at the Newport Theater with Willie LeCue for uh, Delirium, a Bohemian Cabaret, except uh, on New Year's when we are having a special New Year's show. Um, that is being co-produced maybe well but I don't think I can announce that yet okay. but with like a theater company is helping to sponsor okay. us and we're gonna have special guests from their rotating cast playing immersive characters in the bar it'll be super cool um, so watch out for that and then I am gonna be in St. Louis on the 11th Kat Sass and I are doing Low Pone this is the 11th of December yes and December 7th I'm going to be in Indianapolis with Low, uh, with Kat Sass for Low Pone which is a super queer um, very cool dance party. Nice. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here. Bye. Meow. We love you. Thank you. We Thank love you for you. asking us questions Thank and you, buying Trey. us cheese. Yes. Oh my God. I'm so full of cheese.